everybody. Welcome to Two Idiots, One Podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Taylor. And before we start today, Taylor, I just want to take a second to talk to you about something. Okay, what's up? So, you live in an apartment complex. I've also lived in an apartment complex before. And when I lived in my apartment complex, I had a crazy neighbor once. He was only there for a few months before the landlord kicked him out. But he was really into Rocky. Like, I don't know if you've seen Rocky. Yeah, I like Rocky. Yeah, boxing movie. Mm-hmm. So this guy would chant, like, go Rocky, go Rocky, go Rocky. And, you know, he would chant USA, USA, and talk about Rocky beating up the Russians. And one time he got really, really mad about something. And the walls were thin, so I can hear him yelling. And I heard him yell, and then I heard him slam his door. So naturally, I peek out my window to see what's up. And he is standing on his balcony, screaming on his phone. And then he starts picking up chairs that were on his porch and just tossing him off his balcony. I was like, bro, have you had any experiences like that with super crazy or weird neighbors? I mean, I have one currently. Oh, he's not crazy. He's just weird. I don't even know if it's a dude. I've only seen him one time and he's had a suitcase with him. But he lives in the apartment directly next to me, and I, for some weird reason, have only seen him that one time because either A, he never comes out, or B, he travels and does things, which I'm not 100% sure what he does. It's kind of uh, suspicious, but I mean, the light's always on. I thought for the longest time nobody lived there, and then I peeked through the uh, the window, the blinds were shut, but I like peeked through, and there's a, a vanity dresser that has two little lamps sitting on it that's lit up all the time. So someone's in there. Hmm. I just don't ever see him. But yeah, uh, real weird. I kind of looked at him, nodded. He nodded at me and then went inside and I was like, okay. So this reminds me of our movie, actually. What movie is that? Uh, Leon the Professional. Leon the Professional? Yeah. The movie that was written by Luck Benson? Yes. Luck Benson? And also directed by Luck Benson? I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced, but yeah. I don't think that's how it's pronounced, but it's uh, L-U-C, Luke, and then B-E-S-S-O-N, Belson. Yeah, and he's a French dude. So if you say Luke Belson, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I, that, was a, that was a really terrible French accent, but... Hey, it's okay. I'm not super French either. Luke Belson? So Besson. Luke Besson. Besson. Luke Besson. Um, so if you were to summarize this movie, what would you do or how would you summarize it? I would summarize it as a young girl in a crime ridden city has her parents brutally murdered right before her eyes. In order to seek out vengeance, she needs someone to train. So she turns to the only person that can help her, her weird ass neighbor. After learning the ways of the killer, she becomes the only protector of the city and starts fighting crime and putting a stop to all the corruption and evil within the city. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought we were doing Leon the Professional, not an alternate like spinoff to Batman. Oh, is that what that was? If we reference DC in every single podcast we do, we're going to have to like talk, call up Apocalypse Productions and see if we can get in on that podcast. Okay, we can we can do that, I guess, because um, I, I am referencing DC. But no, um, that's kind of, I mean, that's what this movie is about, but it reminded me of, of Batman a lot, so just with, you know, killing people. I mean, that's fair. One thing that I would like to mention, 
and I know you know this, but in the event that our listeners don't, mm-hmm. she wasn't actually mad about her parents dying. She was mad about her brother dying. I mean, we were going to get into that. Well, I mean, you just said parents, and I just don't want anyone, you know. Yeah, well, it doesn't really work if I have said watching her brother brutally murdered. Yeah, okay. you couldn't have batman did I get it. Yeah, and I was watching this, and I'm like, oh, my God. This is literally Batman. He's Alfred training <laughs> her to fight crime. Or Ra's al Ghul. Ra's, yeah, Ra's al Ghul because he did kill people. So, you know. Yeah, this is basically a uh, Batman movie. Yeah. You're welcome. Didn't Natalie know Portman plays Damien. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's great. Okay, so uh, if you were to give it a score, one to five. Um. So this is not a popular opinion. I would give it probably a 2.5. Wow. I would say it's about middle of the road, about as middle of the road as you can get. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people, but like... I'm shocked. So I've this is my first time seeing it. The first time I saw it, I would have probably given it a higher score. But watching it this time, I just like was not a fan, really. Okay, so I was... Um, this is like my third time watching it. I, I, I do really enjoy this movie to the point where it is a 4.5 for me. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a high score for you. Yeah. It's, it's a very high score. Um, there, well, we'll get to it as to why it's like a high score for me, but basically, uh, the actors all say one name and one name only, and that's Gary Oldman, just Gary Oldman. That's all you need to know about this movie. Um, and there were a lot of like really cool shots and things that they did with it that we'll discuss later, but yeah, the, um, plot's a little iffy and that's why it's not a five and the dialogue's a little weird at times. That's why it's not a five, but yeah, I'll give it a 4.5 and, uh, good old Roger Ebert gave it a 3.5. A 3.5 on his scale or our scale? Our scale. On his scale, it was a 2.5. So a little bit higher than me, a little bit lower than you? I mean, yeah, I figured he would probably be around that area with it. I mean, it didn't seem like his cup of tea. Yeah, it's definitely not his general flavor. So, I mean, we'll jump straight into it. Why do you not like this movie? Okay, so have you seen Lolita? Yes. So I've seen that and read the book, and this feels a lot similar to that. It's a little bit different because Leon isn't, um, he isn't like a predator. Like he's not portrayed in that way in the movie. Right. It's more portrayed of her trying to pursue him, which makes it a little bit better. But the whole like premise made me like, it wasn't unique enough to be interesting. And the revenge tale was good. But like you said, you uh, alluded to Batman when you were giving the summary of this. And there are so many other great revenge tales I can think of, like uh, I Saw the Devil. Oh, yeah. We need to review that one. Yeah. I would love that movie. It would be amazing. But oh, yeah. b- because of other revenge tales that I've seen that hit home for me more, this, uh, it seemed shallow. I know it's not, but to me, from my perspective, it seemed shallow and it didn't seem to add anything. And it was just, you know, there to be there. So I think that you need to look at it because, I mean, yes, you are correct. The things that she, the things that she says are kind of why I scored it a little bit lower. Like, it's not a solid five for me because of 
the one scene well i mean well the deleted scene obviously but we're not going to talk about that uh but the scene where she's talking to the bellhop at the front desk and he goes well how is your uh how's your violin practice going and she goes oh it's good and he's like well what does your dad do oh you know he's a uh, musical composer but he's not really my dad he's my lover yeah i'm like ah yeah i can't give it a five for that but you also have to look at it if you want to go like you know freudian psychology on here um this movie makes perfect sense because a a girl's first love is supposed to be her dad and a boy's first love is supposed to be their mom right you find partners that are like your parent well so i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you right there but also agree with you okay so I would argue that the reason she falls in, or falls for him isn't because he's like her parents. It's because he's the first parent she's had that's a male that has treated her as a parent's supposed to treat, you know, their child because he cares for her, he protects her. Right, where her dad was a drug dealing, an abusive piece of shit that did not care about her and just took out his anger on her. Yeah, and she made the point to make the, to make it clear. So I'm also gonna make that point for it's her stepdad. It is her stepdad. <laughs> it is her stepdad, um, and I think that that's why. I mean, maybe you know he doesn't. I mean, obviously he he deals drugs and doesn't care, but also you know there's that step parent part of it where it's like this isn't really my kid. So I don't care enough, but I would, if you want to go all Freudian psychology there, that's why. But I think for him, for Leon, it's more of a story of wanting to have a child, you know, and wanting to have meaning and purpose in life because he kind of alludes to it. But if you take it, if you take the movie at the value that it's supposed to be at, what he is alluding to is extremely fucking weird and not right. Um, But what I would like to think of it as is he is alluding to, you know, wanting to settle down and, you know, have kids, but probably can't because of his line of work. So he's taking her on as a mentor slash father figure. So she's like a, you know, daughter to him and he really cares for her and wants to, you know, see her grow up and enjoy life. Well, an alternate title for this could be Leon and the Quest for Human Connection. Yeah, because ultimately that's what he wants because everybody in his life has been kind of shitty to him i like, mean oh, sorry well no like like even tony um i think tony's a really big offender because he is uh he's a mob boss we don't really know what family he's for but leon is his hitman and tony never taught him how to read no or write doesn't need to know doesn't need to know because you know y- you can't trust banks leon because banks get hit but old Tony, nobody hits old Tony. Yeah. And that's why Tony keeps all of his money. And, you know, you got to fill out these forms at the bank and there's paperwork. But me, nah. It's all up here. It's all in my head. So you, whenever you need money, you come to me. And I'll give you a little bit of money, okay? Yeah. So how much, how much he actually has is probably astronomical based off of the amount of money that it takes to kill a person according to him um, according to him it is five grand a head and in the opening scene of the movie a lot of people die yeah so how do you count that because technically he was only after the first guy right but 
a lot of people died. So are those just like casualties and you're not getting paid for those? Is that how that works? Um, probably. But speaking of casualties um, and stuff, not to detract too much from what you're saying. No, go ahead. During the scene where he was uh, on the roof teaching um, her to shoot. Yeah. Teaching, you know, young Natalie Portman to shoot. Matilda. Yeah. I was super concerned that they w- that it was an actual gun the first time I was watching it. I distinctly remember being on the edge of my seat going, oh, fuck, is he on a roof with a real gun? And he's about to have this little girl murder a random person on the street. No, I, I agree. Because uh, the first time I watched it, that's what I thought, too. And then he gets shot in the gut, and it's, you know. A paintball gun. Yeah, it's a paintball sniper. Yeah. Uh, so here's a here's a fun fact for all of our people out there that like video games and horror video games. And if you don't like horror video games or video games in general, then fuck you. This isn't for you. <laughs> but you're going to listen to it anyway. Um, in Resident Evil 2, the main character, well, one of them is Leon, who is a cop. And his gun is named Matilda, which is what he names it. And this is specifically named after this movie. That makes sense. I actually knew about that reference. Oh, you did? Okay. I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, we've talked about this movie before, like years ago, the first time I watched it. Yeah, because that was about the time that I watched it too. Uh-huh. And that's how I knew, because you told me that then. I knew that. So the whole reason I watched this movie is for two reasons, because I was playing Resident Evil 2 at the time, and then on Facebook, the ending hallway scene, it was like one of those reels or whatever that popped up. And I watched the whole thing. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I got to watch it. I feel that. So, yeah, if you um, if you dig a little bit deeper, maybe the plot isn't as fucked up is what you're thinking. You're like, okay, I can kind of see that. Um, and there is a deleted scene that we're not going to talk about. But if you want to talk about it. This is the third time you've brought up the deleted scene we're not going to talk about. Now we're going to talk about it. Fuck it. I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. You weren't going to bring it up. I brought it up. Let's talk about it. Go for it. It's all yours, buddy. Okay, so uh, the deleted scene is super fucked up. Okay, it's... um. What is it? I don't really want to say it as a problem. Okay, but you keep bringing it up, and then you said we're going to talk about it. Uh, and we can't, like, tease the uh, audience, I guess, like uh, that. No, you're right. So, um, okay, so the deleted scene that kind of confirms everything is to you can't look past this movie and ruins it a little bit for me um was matilda walks in uh, wearing the dress that leon got her and asks him to be her lover and he agrees yeah it's it's pretty fucked up but you know it's not it's not the worst scene in any movie it's not even the most graphic uh scene really well, according to what I read, um, the reason they cut it was because test audiences laughed at it. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, basically. Because the tone is, it's a very serious movie. Yeah. And that part is just, it's weird and you laugh because it's weird. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but, you know, it's just one of those things that happened. It's a French film. You know, they have different rules there. Like, I'm pretty sure... The age of consent in France is still 15, which oh. isn't me saying that their laws are wrong necessarily, but they aren't, they're wrong by American standards, by the standards that I'm accustomed to. 
Right. So while we see it as weird, you also have to keep in mind where this film takes place. I mean, I don't know about takes place because I'm not sure what city it's supposed to be. It's a DEA, so I think it's supposed to be in the U.S. I'm pretty confident it's supposed to be New York in Little Italy. I'm pretty confident that's where it's supposed to be at. But what you have to keep in mind is, you know, the time period, who the director is. Like, yeah, I don't agree with the concept. I don't like it, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, it's not even the worst thing on television today. I mean, it's it's a movie, and it's a good movie. It's just, it's like when you talk about um, American Beauty. Yeah. Like, American Beauty is a really weird movie for the wrong reasons. But stylistically, pretty good movie. Yeah. So, in this, I don't, anyway, we'll get off that. Try not to make it awkward. Uh, but Gary Oldman. Yeah, he's in this. And Gary Oldman, I believe, is the star. You think so? Like this was uh, Natalie Portman's breakout role. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's what I, that's who I was gonna say. I would say that she's probably like the star. No, because Gary Oldman just steals the show with how over the top everything that this man does so he's a he's a dea detective and the first time that you meet gary oldman um one of his uh, drug buddies i guess i don't know what to call him so i just i'm sorry uh corrupt dea agent well i mean i was getting there right but i just want everyone to know that he's a bad dude continue i'm sorry okay before I was rudely interrupted. Yeah, fuck me. I was literally getting there, asshole. But he um, is talking to this guy who is now, um, Matilda's dad. And he's telling him, you know, well, you better not fuck around. Because if you do and we figure out that it was you, things are going to be bad. But you say that you don't do it, so you need to figure it out. But this guy over here, he can smell it. He's got a sixth sense for that. And Gary Oldman's just listening to classical music. And then he takes out his uh, earphones and then starts smelling him. And yeah, just goes over. over and sniffs him. Multiple times and then goes, you wouldn't do that, would you? No. Okay. Figure out who did it by noon tomorrow. And then walks off. I'm pretty sure if I was hanging out and some dude rolled over and started sniffing me, I would be super uncomfortable. Well, and then he makes it even more uncomfortable because when they roll up, you know, the next day at noon, um, do you know what the pills he was chewing were uh i'm pretty sure it was supposed to be lithium lithium okay that explains a lot his the way that he eats the pills is just it's hilarious honestly and if you don't know what we're talking about i highly encourage you just to google a little snippet of him taking the pills because the way that he does it is just really funny yeah it's uh that's one of the things i was reading i don't know for sure that it's lithium Mm-hmm. But it's something that I was reading about earlier today when I was doing a little bit of research. I mean, lithium would make sense because it is an antipsychotic, and he's fucking psychotic. I mean, he's no more psychotic than the rest of us. This dude walked through a house with a shotgun blasting people while singing Mozart. Or Beethoven. It was Beethoven because he says he likes the heavier guys in instances like this. And Mozart wasn't heavy. Right. While he's just going through slaughtering people. Yeah, I mean, like I said, dude, he's just doing what feels good, really. Although I will say one of the funniest scenes is when they're out there arguing in the hall. 
I'm sorry. So it's not lithium. It's Librium, which is a, sed- a sedative and a hypnotic medication of the benzodiazepine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a benzo. But yeah, that makes sense as to why he has that. Probably a prescription for him. But he uh, is out there and they're arguing um, about him being cool after he's just like shot uh, Matilda's dad. Yeah, just did, lost his shit. Just lost it. And then he uh, he walks outside, they're talking, and that old lady comes out and goes, leave that poor family alone. And the dude's like, "Go, just go back inside, miss. We're DEA agents where we're handling this. And then she goes, you need to leave them alone. They've done nothing wrong. And then he just shoots the glass out beside her and says, I, I think he said to go back inside. Oh, yeah. But I, And it's because of shit like that that Gary Oldman just steals the show. And then his famous line, you know, uh, bring me everybody. Yeah. Apparently he did that. Like he told Playboy um, that he did that as a joke to make the director laugh is why he said it like that. And then they just kept it in the movie. I mean, that's pretty funny. I, there are a lot of things like that that make, you know, good content for movies. Well, and that's why I, I thought your score would be a little bit higher is because just like stupid shit like that. No, I mean, like I said, it's not that it's not a fun movie. It's just... The premise? I, I feel like... Well, it's the premise, and I feel like most of the important plot elements have been done before. Right. Even prior to this movie, and done better. No, and I, I, I agree. Um, but it has some fantastic scenes. No, I agree. And like, I really like the scene where uh, Leon gets shot. Oh, yeah. That... That is my favorite scene in the whole... Actually, we'll just... So, I want to talk about the last 30 minutes of this movie separately because I feel like the whole climax and resolution is perfect in this movie um, because it really builds up to that, you know? Yeah. Even if the dialogue is weird and uncomfortable at times, I think that it does a very good job of setting up the personal connection between um, Leon and Matilda. And I don't disagree with that. And I I think this movie does that very well. Um, I think the character of Leon is portrayed as a gigantic man-child, which was a little odd at times. Yeah, I mean, well, it specifically paints him as uneducated, lacking in emotional development. Right. And then, you know, this 12-year-old girl teaches him how to read, so... Yeah, like emotional maturity wise, like he's probably twelve. Yeah, it would make sense. Maybe even younger. Right. Maybe even a little bit younger, and he's taking the emotional spot in her life that her younger brother had. Well, because we don't know his backstory. All we know is he came here. Uh, he came to this country on a boat because of his um, ex girlfriend, wife, or something. Some some girl broke his heart, is what Tony says. And then Tony found him, I guess, and took him in. And I'm assuming trained him to become his own personal killer. Like, that would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But. I don't know. Tony's kind of a fat piece of shit. I don't think he could train anyone to kill. No, no. Tony is a piece of shit. Uh, And, I mean, he makes it very abundantly clear when he says, you need to stay in one location and never leave. That's why I'm staying here. You know. Nothing happens here. So, he's a agoraphobic piece of shit, I guess. I mean, I don't know what his mental illness has to do with it, but. You know, Taylor, just keep being bigoted. I'm I'm not bigoted, <laughs> but no, I um, there there like things like that, and then it really sets it up for what happens in the last thirty minutes. 
because I mean, there's not really. There are some cool things. The opening was really cool. Um, it set the tone very fucking early as to oh, how yeah. this movie was going down. Wholeheartedly agree. And I think that's why it's really important because that first opening scene where he just goes in and obliterates everybody and then, you know, casually slips out from the shadows with a knife and the dude's on the phone with the police and goes, I'll call you back. It's like, okay, so this movie's going to have its funny moments. Like how Leon drinks nothing but milk for some weird reason. Yeah. Really wish it would have elaborated on that one. I, I, I think part of the enjoyment from that is the mystery. Well, I mean, it kind of does elaborate. He says it makes strong bones, or it makes strong. Okay, but that's just... And that could have been something that Tony told him, because Tony also told him that, you know, pigs are better than humans. And that's why he has this weird fascination with pigs. Yeah, so, you know, milk makes strong. Yeah, and, I mean, he does... One of the one of the cool things, I think, that he does is when he um, uses the strap and, like, ratchets it down on his mattress, which is the only reason he uses the mattress to do setups. Yeah. Like, he doesn't sleep in his bed. He sleeps with one eye open. Sitting in the chair. Ready to go with a gun beside him. Yeah. Super creepy, but, I mean, I get it. If you're a hitman, I get it. I mean, I guess, man. If you've killed, like, it's it's presumed that he's killed a lot of people. I would choose a different line of work before I let my line of work make it to where I was unable to sleep. Oh, so here's a real question. Who would win in a fight between him and John Wick? John Wick. Really? For sure. You think so? The only stipulation would be in the event that John Wick didn't know that he was coming. Like, if it was both, if it was known by both of them, hey, this guy's coming after you, you're going after him. It's a assassin, assassin off. Yeah, an and ass off. A, assassination off. An ass off. Yeah, if it's an af, an, an ass offalisk. No, it's an ass off. Yeah, if something like that's happening, John Wick all the way. If only Leon knew that he was going after John Wick, and then John Wick had to react. I think that he could stealthily get him down before he knew what was up. Okay, but I respect your opinion. I would also say the same thing the other way, though. I right. think that if John Wick knew and he didn't like Leon would be done son I mean I think John Wick would win simply because you know that's Bobby Yeager yeah called him to kill the fucking boogeyman yeah but anyway um were there any particular scenes that you want to talk about before we get into the awesomeness that is the last 30 minutes no not really you really did not like this movie uh like I said I was bored watching it and I actually watched the whole movie And then I watched the first 30 minutes again, thinking maybe the second time I'll like it more. And was like, nope, can't do it. Damn, okay. And that was in the past three days. So I watched it originally like three days ago, and then I tried to watch it again this morning and was just like, fuck, I can't do it again. Okay, so the last 30 minutes um, hits the climax when Matilda figures out where, um, what's his fucking name? Gary Oldman. No, no, like his character's name. Does it ever? I I am unsure. I'll look it up. The only people I know for sure are Leon and Matilda and Tony. Yeah, Leon, Matilda, Stansfield. That's it. Because he says it at the very end. Yeah, I still don't know what you're talking about. Um, where Gary Matilda, Oldman? Yeah, Gary Oldman, uh, Agent Stansfield. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Thank you. Where Agent Stansfield works, <laughs> and she follows him to um his place of work figures out where he's located his his number is like uh 4602 yeah 
So her plan is to go in there and deliver food because if you take the food, you can slide it past the metal detector because apparently the security guards don't check it. They just look at it, even though it's a federal building, and go, ooh, food. Okay. Food. So you can slip a shit ton of guns beside them. So she does it, follows him into the bathroom, and then, you know, Stansfield goes all Gary Oldman and is just crazy about to shoot her before it's revealed that one of his main guys got caught up in a assassination of a Chinese man, which I guess made it personal to Leon because he was one of the guys that was there that he saw that killed her brother. They were just having a meeting, though. I think he was really there to kill the... Uh, Chinese guy um, but that happens and then Matilda gets captured and then Leon you know busts in and just fucking obliterates everybody like he walks up to the security guard and just knocks his shit out in one hit he basically John Wicks him he John Wicks him um, shoots both the dudes when he gets in there rescues Matilda and then the entire fucking police force SWAT team National Guard is at his shitty apartment complex yeah and they've got taco blasters. They've got hot sauce guns. They've got sour cream guns that you have at the behind the counter at Taco Bell. They go all out. And I think the you know they take they take her before before she leaves uh, to go get more milk because you know, you know milk's milk, important. Milk's important. He he says uh, two knocks, one knock, two knocks again. That's the code. And when she's telling the officer like what the code is she knocks three times two times and then one time so he knows that this is not matilda yeah and ends up hiding like what like what is it that he's hiding on it's just a random beam that was placed up in the ceiling uh, right above the door like a rafter or something yeah like he just finds this random rafter like there's nothing else in the apartment from what i can tell that's like that i think that was made specifically there so he could do this yeah probably it's best not to think about stuff like that buddy but no this random rafter beam or whatever and then he all those sit-ups really paid off because he just comes down and fucking obliterates everybody oh yeah and then he uh john wixom john wixom takes one dude hostage probably does the best kill in the whole movie where he shoots the sprinklers so that way they can't see. And then um, randomly fires the gun in their direction so they think that he has shot the guy. And they just go to town and obliterate this dude, which is one of their own. Yeah, and he's using, Leon's using this, you know, random NPC's body as a human shield while he fires bullets out from behind the door trying to take pop shots at him. Right, before he grabs the axe and shoots a hole slash axes a hole in the wall um, to shimmy Matilda down. But not before he wraps up his plant. Because one thing we did not mention is Leon really likes this fucking plant for some reason. It's his best friend. It has no questions or complaints. I mean, in the wise words of Mannard, you know, it's also your dick. Your dick's your best friend. You know him well. He's a part of you. You know him better than you know himself. He doesn't speak. He doesn't judge. He's just there for me to use. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he uh, wraps up this plant and throws it down and then gets her. Oh, so the scene where she's crying and being like, no, I don't want to leave you or whatever. Um, he used like baby oil or some shit on his thumbs. And that's why you see him like rubbing her face or whatever to get her to cry. It makes sense. 
So that was just a fun little fact I, I read, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He should have just plucked her nose hairs. I mean, yeah, or punched <laughs> her in the face, just like, boom. Well, no, you can't punch children in the face. No, you, you can't. But anyway, um, he shimmies her down there and then says that he's going to get out, and then they fire a fucking mortar for some weird reason. You know, you got to you gotta mortar when you can. Okay, so how it's realistic Mortimer's was Mortimer's Mortys. Well, how um, realistic was that? I'm not sure. I mean, you, you've dealt with mortars. If you launched it in... I've never launched a mortar. Okay, but you've seen what happens when they like go boom boom. It just depends. Like there's very like it's not one size fit all. Okay. So like there are different kinds. It's hard to say. I mean, it's not very realistic. None of pretty much no explosion in any movie is even relatively realistic. Okay. Because the fiery explosion isn't what happens. It's generally like a shrapnel explosion. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like the explosion and the fire usually not real it's just like shit flying out that cuts shit up and puts holes in everything okay so that wouldn't have happened like that no okay because that's what happens and then they like storm the premise and he gets one of the gas masks off one of the dead dudes puts it on and then as soon as they come in starts waving at him because he's been shot and obviously you know blown the fuck up and then they they take him down and this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie where it's just the the pov of him and you see all these dudes lined the entire stairwell yeah it was sick and he's just going casually by him you know they're screaming like move move got an injured man move gotta get him down get me medical um and then the doctor looks at him stansfield comes in sees him because he took his mask off knows that he's still alive and then clears out a I guess like a little escape tunnel is what I'll call it. That's what it was used for. I think it was a flood tunnel. Yeah. Uh, Clears that out so that way he can have a one-on-one session with him. And then as Leon is walking out, Stansfield pops up behind him, shoots him in the head. And unlike in The Sopranos, um, we see the camera just start falling and you know we imagine that what it is is leon falling to his knees and, and dying it's it's my favorite shot though yeah that, that's my favorite as well the the pov death scene yeah and then he uh, he rolls over and he's talking and he goes stansfield and gary oldman being gary oldman goes at your service and i'm like oh it's perfect and then he you know has something in his hand and he gives it to him he says this is for you from matilda dies and then, you know, Gary Oldman opens up his hand, and it's a fucking pen. Yeah, it's a grenade pen. And, well, it was one grenade pen of, like, ten. Yeah, that were stringed together. That's also not how it worked. So grenades have, like, a three-second timer. And this was easily 15. Yeah. And beyond that, like, once again, grenades are, like, shrapnel-y explosions unless they're incinerary grenades. Okay. And those weren't incinerary grenades. So would would this grenade? So if he he has him on his chest, right, and obviously it blows up and blows you know Gary Oldman because he goes ah oh, well shit yeah. Um, if he had have blown one up, would it cause the others to blow up like a chain reaction? Uh, I mean, so if he had him pinned together to where when he pulled the one pin, it pulled all of the pins. I think so. I'm not entirely sure if. Uh, one grenade going off next to another grenade actually makes it go off. I think it depends on if it gets hit in a specific way. If anybody out there knows the answer to this question, 
please let us know because I'm genuinely curious. That's something we could probably Google. I don't know that. Well, I don't want to Google it when one of our listeners could be like, yeah, this is exactly how it works. Okay. We'll do like Mythbuster shit. I mean, if someone wants to donate us four grenades, that would be enough for us to test it. United States government, if you were listening, please stop listening. I mean, you know, legally donate us four grenades. They don't have to be live grenades. Fake ones. Dummy grenades. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think <laughs> the I think the last 30 minutes of that movie is just fucking phenomenal. No, I agree that the last 30 minutes is the best. If there was less of the first hour and 15 minutes, hour and 10 minutes. Then it would be okay? Yeah. I don't There was just too much uncomfortableness that was pointless and its only point was to make you uncomfortable i mean i get it in my opinion well i don't think it was meant to make you uncomfortable i think that it was meant to sympathize with a viewpoint that i don't understand right yeah i don't know i just i didn't i don't know it's not a bad movie it's just not my flavor it's not something i enjoy plus it's mostly action Mm -hmm. mostly action and drama and the drama is something I think is weird, and I don't like action, really. So it's just not my flavor. So would you not like the Boondock Saints? Not really. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think the Boondock Saints is slightly better than this. I'd probably give the Boondock Saints about a three. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I just think movies like that are kind of dumb. I don't like Fast and the Furious or whoa, any whoa, of Whoa, 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 whoa. Leon the Professional is not... Fast and Furious. You're correct. It's more, it's deeper than that. No, no, no. They're not in the same ballpark. Not in the same league. They ain't even the same fucking sport. No, they're the same genre. No, they're not. Mostly action. No. One is about cars and family. Okay. The other one is about... Guns and family. No. Yeah. Revenge. Guns. guns revenge and family. Or not Set- settling down. Family. That's not family. That's what different. the fuck ever, dude? <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I think I'm good, brother. I think the discussion's over. I don't have anything else, unfortunately. I'm sorry. No, it's okay, because we'll get into Taylor Talk. And it's funny that you rated those the way that you did, because we're going to play a fun little game. Oh, fuck. It's called... I'm going to call it Showdown. Okay, I'm going to give you two movies, all right? And then I have to pick which one is rated higher on Rotten Tomatoes or Roger Ebert. No, I just took IMDb. Okay. And um, so I got most of these from the top 250 movies that are like highly rated. So there's a little bit of mix in there. Can I just pause you for one second? Yeah, what's up? I know three other podcasts that have a game almost identical to this. Oh. That's okay. We can play it. Oh, okay. Well. I'm sorry. I have to shit on you a little. Damn. Okay. But no, I still like the idea. Let's do it. Okay. Well, do they do 10? I don't I I don't know if the number is relevant. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. Let's go. Okay, so the first one, Saving Private Ryan or Spider-Man No Way Home. Probably Spider-Man No Way Home. Wrong. Saving Private Ryan, 8.6. Spider-Man No Way Home, 8.3. That's surprising. Although I agree that Saving Private Ryan's better. I think so too. Wait, wait, pause. Yeah, I what's actually up? I want to give what I think is better and what I think the audience or what I think the general audiences would score higher. Uh, do the other podcast do that? No. Okay, then yeah, we can do that since apparently my idea is not original. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. You you know, I try to introduce games and make it fun for the listeners at home. I appreciate everything you do, and I'm sorry I was being mean. Let's I worked go hard with the on next this. Question. I know you did. Worked hard on this. Let's go. Okay. Iron Giant or Aladdin? This is hard. Um, 
I like Aladdin more, and I think general audiences would too. Okay, but which one? Aladdin. Aladdin. Ooh, Aladdin got eight. Iron Dragon, 8.1. Unbelievable. Continue. Yeah, I made these kind of hard. Um, House of the Dead or Son of the Mask? Probably House of the Dead. Ooh. No. Actually, Son of the Mask got a 2.2. House of the Dead, 2.1. So I've never seen House of the Dead, but I know Son of the Mask is garbage. That's why I assumed. <laughs> no, House of the Dead is universally like the wor- one of the worst movies ever made. Oh, I thought that was Superman 4. Continue. (laughs) Okay, so I'm I'm pretty confident you haven't seen either of these movies, but they were on like the top 100 worst ones. Okay, Um, Baby Geniuses or Super Babies, Baby Geniuses Two. I would never watch either, but I would imagine they figured some things out in the sequel and say it's probably rated higher. Uh, Wrong. Baby Geniuses is 2.5. Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2 is 1.5. I'm so fucking bad at this. I don't think you've gotten one right. I have not. All right, number five. This one's going to be... I think you should know this one, okay? Shawshank Redemption or Schindler's List? Shawshank Redemption's way better. It's higher. Yeah, it's the number one highest rated movie on IMDb with a 9.3. Schindler's List, 9. I didn't know that, but I do know that it's better. All right, so you got one. You're one for five. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. All right, number six. Spirited Away or Psycho? Hitchcock Psycho? Yes, Hitchcock Psycho, 1960. I think Hitchcock Psycho is a better movie. I think audience would give Spirited Away higher. You are correct. Spirited Away was an 8.6. Psycho was an 8.5. Yeah, that, that makes sense. All right, American History X or Top Gun Maverick, the new one. Uh, American History X. Ooh, wrong. Actually, American History X got an 8.5. Top Gun, 8.6. There's no fucking D- way. I'm just going off the no, list. I'm not man. arguing with you. You're good. Although I did want to make these like super close. So you didn't feel too bad if they were off. No, I don't care. Uh, Memento. Shit. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't give a fuck. Memento or Apocalypse Now? Apocalypse Now. You are correct. 8.5. Memento, 8.4. That makes sense. All right, number nine. You've gotten three. Correct. Good job. I would I would fail this class. You've already failed. That's not that's not the point. We're gonna finish though. We're a com- we're you're a completionist. I'm a completionist. We're Let's go, finish. baby. Uh, Toy Story or American Beauty. Toy Story. Wrong. Toy Story was an eight point three. American Beauty was an eight point four. American audiences. What do you mean? I mean. Continue. All so. right. Last one. The Godfather or The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is infinitely better, but probably The Godfather. You are correct. The Godfather is the second highest rated movie on IMDb at 9.2, and The Dark Knight is a solid 9. Fucking garbage. So congratulations. Out of all 10, you got three correct. Yeah, I know. I'm bad. If we were uh, if we were playing this where you get punished, we would have to come up with a punishment for the next episode. Where I would be wearing nipple clips the whole time. Uh, No, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to do like you know something worse. There's not much worse than being uncomfortable and, yeah. Dude, I was going to say mousetrap. Dog, you're not putting a fucking mousetrap near me. No, you just put your finger on it and you get mousetrap. That's the punishment. No, fuck you. You just like, boom. Dog, I have a key to your house. You don't want to play games like that with me. I mean, (laughs) I just wanted to play games. Okay, well, I'm sorry that the game wasn't original. No, I like the game. I like the game. The game's good. I was just being hurtful because hurt people hurt people oh that's what that is yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I thought, we'd, I thought we'd try something new. No, okay. I liked it. I thought it was good. If you didn't like it and you don't think we should do it anymore, you know, let us know. But also note that we do what we want. Oh, so I was going to do – so what this originally started out with, um, the reason I called the showdown was because I was going to do westerns. I'm glad you did it because I've never seen any of them. Well, and I was going to call it High Noon, you know, because that's when they duel. It was like at High Noon. So if we decide to call something high anything, then we need to locate the podcast at least temporarily in like Colorado so that we can be high while we're doing the podcast. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Be like, oh yeah, today on today's episode we're doing high noon is one of our uh one of our games today, bro. We should do a drunk podcast. It would be a drunk cast. A drunk cast. Welcome to the drunk pod. Yeah, I mean so I would definitely be down to do something like that. The only issue is it would 99% me being like saying random stuff, hoping you'd laugh. And then me crying going, why are you laughing at my jokes? Because I think I'm obscenely funny. Okay. So, I mean, we should probably do like a poll on our face Facebook group. Like, would you listen to us if we did a drunk cast? But what would we do it over? Would it be, we're doing, you know, a 30 minute drunk cast. We've got three beers a piece and we're going to take, you know, five minutes per beer to talk about it and five minutes between every beer so we have to chug that beer in five minutes no we're doing shots so we're gonna go get like six different bottles of like vodka and tequila and lining the shots up taking them talking about it for about five minutes taking the next one talking about it for about five minutes that would be a really good game if we did like shot roulette with you know questions or whatever I don't think so, because I would be really drunk really fast. Well, one of them is not going to have alcohol in it, because we're going to, you know, spike it with something that makes it horrible. Semen? Yes. We're going to put straight semen in one of them. So, the thing is, we're not Howard Stern. Well, I mean, I know that. Howard Stern's not on our level. I get that. (laughs) Howard Stern, if you're listening, yeah, I called you out. That's... That's a pretty uh that's a pretty impressive call out. Yeah, I called out Howard Stern, so Dog, imagine if like the UFC was to hear about it and just sponsor a fight between you and Howard Stern. Oh, I'd kick Howard Stern's ass. I fucking doubt it, dude. You you don't think so? You think I would I would lose to Howard Stern. Yeah. No, I would I would beat up Howard Stern. I would want to do it, you know? Like I wouldn't it wouldn't be fun for me, but I would win. You wouldn't. I mean Howard Stern's old. That's okay. Okay. Think about all of the partying that Howard Stern has probably done. Yeah, that's going to make him go down way quicker, okay? No, 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 no. That's going to give him imbued power. Like, you're going to come at him sideways, and he's going to be like, man, I've had mortgages hurt me more than this. I don't know how many times he's been married, but if he's ever been divorced, he'd be like, my my ex-wife's alimony hurts more than these hits. No, I'm going to knock him out. (laughs) I'm going to knock him out. Uh, okay, well, who do you think you could take in a fight, celebrity-wise? What celebrity do I think I could beat in a fight? Yeah, if you don't think that I could beat Howard fucking Stern. Um, there aren't many. I I think I would try my chances with Elijah Wood. Dude, I would destroy Elijah Wood. I'd be like, come here, Frodo. We'll see. Have you ever seen Maniac, though? doesn't matter. He's always Frodo to me, and I could beat the fuck out of Frodo. Okay, but you've seen Maniac, though, right? Yeah, I've seen Maniac. Yeah, so you know he's got a killer in there, bro. Okay, it doesn't matter because he's a little, you know, 
Frodo Bagabond getting his ass whooped. Did you say Bagabond? Yeah. Fucking idiot. I mean, we no. are two idiots, and this is one podcast. Yes. No, I don't know. Um, I don't think I could take very many celebrities if they were legitimately trying to cause me harm. Mm-hmm. Simply because even if I win, they have so many funds that I lose. I mean, that's fair. We'll see if we can get a uh, if we can get a Howard Stern showdown. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll call my contacts. Yeah, call <laughs> your contacts. If anybody's listening knows Howard Stern personally, I call them out. And uh, Howard Stern, I would love to challenge you to a fight of the charity of your choice because you have money and I do not. And whether you win or lose, somebody will get money. Yeah, uh, someone tag Rogan in it. Maybe he could set it up. Yeah, yeah, Rogan could definitely do that. And he can donate to the charity too, you know, because it's like a tax write-off or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever whatever you want, Howard Stern. This is the official call-out, so... <laughs> Um, do you have anything else today? No, I don't have anything else. We're going to wrap this up. All right. This has been Two Idiots One Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a super jelly good one. And stay super fun. Happy always. Bye. Bye.